Good evening, everybody. Charlotte here from Enriching Environments. Hello, everyone who's joining. And welcome to Top Tip Tuesday. When you come on, please let me know. Hello. Hello, everyone who's joining. Hi. Hello, everyone who's joining. Um, oh, lots of people are joining. Hi, Huda. Hi, Monster, my love. Hello. Hi, everybody. Please let me know if the audio is okay. Hey, hi Jenny, hi Huda. Um, can you hear me okay? Let me know. Um, this is a new format. Hi David, for Top Tip Tuesday. This is a 30 minute, hi Tatenda. This is a 30 minute um, masterclass on Instagram Live about why uh, my child is so rude. I'm feeling really, really nervous. I haven't done an Instagram Live in two months after doing one every single week for two and a half years. So I'm feeling really nervous this evening. I've got a different format for you. I'm going to attempt to be less wordy and more succinct than I was before. Oh, hi, thank you, Jenny, the audio is good. Um, we're gonna do a little bit of embodiment practice. We're gonna set our intention as we uh, dive into our work this evening. Um, thank you, Huda, thank you, David. Um, yes, I'm back in Dubai, Huda, just recently back. Um, I hope you all have had and are having a great summer. Um, we did lots of travel all around. Uh, I went to Sri Lanka and went to Europe and caught up with everyone that we hadn't seen during the COVID years. So it was really beautiful to be with family and touch base with everyone and visit so many old familiar faces and places. Um, so our 30 minute masterclass. Why is my child so rude? is the title of this evening's uh, masterclass. Jenny is someone who has asked um, for this topic. Jenny is an educator in Cape Town, Montessori educator in Cape Town. And I've had lots of parenting um, requests about this as well. Why is my child so rude? And of course, I have two of my own children who are often very rude. So I thought I would put it out there this evening um, so we can dive into this this evening. And the first thing we're gonna do, oh, Jenny's having cold weather in Cape Town. Of course, yeah, oh, that Antarctic wind is so chilly, isn't it? Um, this evening, before we do anything else, I'd like us all to ground ourselves and we're gonna set an intention. Maybe close your eyes for a moment, put your hand on your heart. Um, what intention do you have for this session? What would you like to, once we've finished, what do you want to, how do you want to feel? What do you want to know as you come away from this session this evening? What is your intention? How do you want to be empowered? How do you want to be uplifted? What do you hope to take from this? And I'll set my own intention and then we can dive in. So why is my child so rude? This can be applicable from a two-year-old to um, a, oh, maybe 18-year-old, 20-year-old, 24-year-old. Um, the uh, subject of rudeness is one that really, really can get under our skin as parents, um, mainly because we make it about us rather than about the child and what they're feeling. Um, it's obviously 
quite a shock when it first starts happening and it's really, really triggering. It can provoke feelings of helplessness and frustration in us. Um, it's going to be drawing out anger in us. It's going to be taking us to places when we were little and we felt... Uh, and we felt powerless and we felt frustrated when um, we were being rude to our parents and disciplined perhaps for it. So um, let's go first into why children are being rude. It's super, super difficult for us to stay calm and present when our child is rude. However, there's two things for, three things for us to know. Um, our child being rude, no matter whether they're two or they are 15, 16, 17, 18. It is a stage of development. It's immaturity um, in terms of a brain perspective. And um, it sometimes can be connection seeking. Being rude can provoke such an extreme reaction and attention, even though it might be negative attention, that this sometimes a child can do just in order to have some attention. So, um, it is rarely about the subject in hand. It is rarely, um, almost never personal about us, even though it feels personal. Um, but it's coming from an immature, an immature brain, the brain of a young child or a young adult who doesn't yet have the skills to explain what they're feeling. Rudeness is usually, hi Red, hi Samaya, hi everyone who's joining, sorry I'm not keeping up. Um, it, it is very rarely anything to do with us. Um, it is all to do with the child and how they are feeling in the moment. Sometimes it can be a cry for help, sometimes it's a bid for connection, sometimes it's a way, it's invariably a way of expressing um, displeasure and the younger the child is, the um, less able they are to explain the reason for their discomfort or their upset or their dysregulation. So it comes out as a high seal. it comes out in, in, uh, in rudeness, unkindness, um, talking back, sass as they get older, swearing, all of those things. So the first thing for us to know is to separate the behavior from the child. All children are innately good. That is for us to know. And even when we have those days where it feels like our child is, um, or our children in the classroom, where it's this relentless um, talking back and rudeness and disrespect and all of these pieces that can really grind you down. It can be really, really exhausting when we're in one of those stages where it feels like everything is this power struggle with our child. Any request is met with pushback and rudeness, and I'm not going to do that, or you do. You know, the, one of the most triggering things is. You know, you've asked your child to pop the shoes where they belong and you've had this Montessori household and the shoes have been in the same place for the next eight years and they're like, no, you do it. You know, I mean, it's so triggering, isn't it? Or in the classroom, you know, the child knows where to put the piece of work away or any other scenario and they feels like they're deliberately resisting what's happening, what is the norm, what, is, what should be um, a normal part of their daily life and they're resisting these small pieces the whole time and it's really, really exhausting and frustrating. However, keep in mind our child is innately good. All behavior is communication and that's all it is. And the communication might be that they're dysregulated. They might 
be that they are tired, it might be that they are hungry, it might be that they need more framework, they need more boundaries, it might be that they're really upset about something that happened yesterday, it might be um, that they're seeking connection, but every child is innately good. And we have to really hold that vision in our minds of the goodness of each child that crosses our path, whether it's our own children or children in our care, children in our classroom. That's really, really, really important. Um, uh, there's a really important piece, an interesting piece, um, from the age of six to nine is often when intense rudeness comes up. And so um, from you know four or five, a child can be very, very amenable and very polite and they get to more towards the age of six. They can be very, very rude, disrespectful, talking back. And, th and often this is linked to their sense of justice. Sense of justice is a, um, a difference between right and wrong and their perception of right and wrong is something that comes in between the age of six and nine. It's very, very strong. So the child in the first six years of life has established themselves within their home and their immediate community. And then they look for a wider social circle from the age of six. And in that, they're seeking to work out how the world works, work out how um, what's right and what's wrong, what's fair and what's not. So at the age of four, five, six, you'll hear them saying, that's not fair, that's not fair. You, you said this and you did that. And they question your integrity the whole time. And so that's a really important piece for us to understand about rudeness. Often your six, seven, eight-year-old child can resist and be rude because they, for some reason, their sense of justice has been, um, I want to say uh, damaged isn't the right word. Uh, their sense of justice has been, uh, they feel aggrieved because you haven't applied the same sense of fairness that the, they have about a certain situation. That's probably the best way to um, explain it. And remember what they think is fair might not be what we think is fair, but it's really important in that, particularly in that age group, to be aware that what's right and what's wrong and following through on our word is really, really important. And that can cause a lot of clashes. Um, so if, I don't know, we insist that our child sits down to eat, like I do, like most people do, and then I end up wandering around and eating stuff and picking off other people's plates and things like that, you know, my daughter will get really, really annoyed with me and call me out on it, and she should, um, and, but it's very rude the way that she does it but she's right, I'm not sticking to what I said. And so that sense of integrity is really, really important and that can come out with, uh, as rudeness. And it's very triggering for us, particularly if we came from homes where parenting was very strict and rudeness was not permitted. So, um, my, so the, second uh, the first point is where is it from? It's often, as I say, just to recap, the stage of development, immaturity, sense of justice between six and nine, and connection seeking. Seeking a reaction, regardless of what that reaction is going to be, any reaction is better than no reaction. So a bit of rudeness, just a bit of, um, a, you know, an unkind word or pushing back on something, it gives more connection, doesn't it? So that's, uh, that's a way of um, getting the attention uh, that they need, even though it's negative attention. So the second point we're going to look at this evening is how do I draw the line between healthy self-expression and disrespect? Now this is a big one because of course we are seeking to heal generational patterns, we're seeking to do things in a different way, we do not believe in absolute obedience above everything else like perhaps our parents and our grandparents uh, did, we're seeking to do things in a different way. 
However, certainly some of the things our child says to us or does are rude, are disrespectful. So how do we draw that boundary? And bringing in an embodiment piece into this would be when you feel that sharpness that they're being rude, they're, they're talking back, that there's, um, Jenny mentioned this in the classroom, vulgarity, inappropriate language, swearing, cursing. It's a really um, important piece for us to do is in that moment, is just breathe in and feel what you're feeling in your body. What is that feeling that you feel of frustration or anger or powerlessness, or you've gone off maybe into a story about how your child is gonna be rude forever and they're never gonna get a job and they're never gonna finish school and et cetera, et cetera, and because they're so rude and oh my God, and what does everyone else think of me? So we've got all these layers that, um, uh, we've got all of these layers that come in and Asil's just made a really uh, um, amazing point about uh, she says imitating me and the eye rolling really gets under my skin um, yes imitating copying every single word uh, verbatim Olivia's in that stage Asil as well and her and Serena of course are the same age aren't they um, so what I'd like us invite invite us all to do and, and, and Asil do this right now so when when your child is doing the eye rolling or imitating you or talking back, breathe into where that where you feel that in your body and what that feels like. Um, I feel a lot of frustration straight away in my in my hand, so I'll clench my fists. I'm obviously not going to do anything with that, but I notice straight away I tense, and then I feel the tension in my jaw, and just feel now. I'll give your jaw a little bit of a rub in that moment. How frustrating is it when your child has spoken back to you, they're being rude, they're being disrespectful. Just breathe into that and don't do anything. Just notice where you feel that in your body. Because what our unconscious reaction, what our unconscious response will be in that moment, what we want to do, what we unconsciously, our knee-jerk reaction is how we would have been responded to at the same age. So know that our instant reaction in those moments is just a pattern. It's just what our parents did to us. So we're acting from an, uh, from an unconscious pattern in that moment. So the best thing to do in, in those moments, we've got a thought pattern, we've got a story going on, come into our body. A seal has had a great one, fire in my belly. That is brilliant. So breathe into that fire and stay there. We don't need to answer, we don't need to respond. And this moves into point three, how do I stay calm what we really want need to do in these moments we notice we're activated we're triggered we're feeling it in our body and we're feeling frustrated and we know that this is an old story we know this is an old pattern but how do I stay calm and not go to the next level and not escalate it and turn it into a power struggle because that's what's really exhausting as our children get older they're so incredibly articulate and and argumentative and it's really interesting, and I keep seeing these great posts on Instagram, is that, you know, we really, really want, we, uh, as our children are younger, we want them to be feisty and stand up for themselves, and they're going to save the world and what have you. And then we get to the six, seven, eight-year-old stage, and wow, 
their practice of standing up to the world is standing up to us and then we kind of don't like it so much do we when our child is pushing back on our authority and not sticking to our it's uh, not sticking to our boundaries and wants to do their own thing it's not quite as fun so what seems like really a fun thing as a baby of giving them you know this this power and their and their voice but the reality is is they're going to challenge us and and that's part of it and part of of that is owning it for us and knowing that if we truly truly want to make the world a different place and we want to give our children uh, a voice and to stand up for the injustices and the inequalities and for um, nature and the environment and all the the societal and social and political environmental issues we have we have to let our children push back on us we have to let them challenge us we have to let them question our integrity and our authority because how on earth are they going to be able to challenge political institutions and systemic racism for example or corporates pouring crap into the ocean unless we first allow them to challenge us um so as i said at the beginning this is a really uncomfortable space to be in this question of disrespect because it brings up all of these different things it brings up all these different issues it brings up our childhood stuff it brings up who we are actually raising um um, sorry, I've digressed. How do I stay calm? Um, feel into your body. Where is that anger? Where is that frustration? Just locate it. Okay, this is good information. You know where this is. If you know where something is and you can recognize what it is, you can release it. So you can work on releasing that. You can do your deep breathing or tapping or whatever, or dancing, whatever feels right for you in that moment. The other thing is buy yourself time. Because if your child is rude and has got to the stage they're being disrespectful or they're angry and, and now they're out of their skin, they're out of their body, they're in their amygdala, they flip their lid, so they're in their lizard brain. If we then take that fire, if we use a seal's example, we take that fire in our belly and then project that onto our child, then we're going to have this cocktail of um, frustration and anger, which is going to do more harm and good and actually is going to leave us really, really exhausted. So get curious and the things you and the things that you do get your child to talk more. There's a second benefit to getting your child to uh, talk more is that they're discharging their emotions. If they carry on speaking that you know I didn't my like my lunch today, I hated my lunch and this happened, that happened. After you've let them speak for a couple of minutes, you're probably going to get to the bottom of the issue. So it's it's an elementary child, for example, it's a seven-year-old child, and they have this complaint and this complaint and this complaint and this complaint. You know, in the end, you're gonna, they're going to discharge all of this emotion and you'll get much high Indra and you're much more likely to get to what the heart of the problem, what is the, the, the crux of the matter, what's the root of the problem that you want to get to. But if we cut them off and say, don't be so, how dare you be so rude to me? How dare you be disrespectful? You can't speak to me like that in my house or, you know, all the other stuff that we say in anger. We all say it. It's okay. Um, uh, we're not going to get the feelings out. We want those feelings to come out to uh, release in a healthy way and then we're not carrying them but we're not carrying them and they're not carrying them so get curious get them to speak more and I want to um, give you a couple of phrases now if you want to grab your journal grab a pen and paper um, and I'm going to give you a couple of phrases which are going to buy you some time that have the the dual benefit they're going to buy you some time it's triple benefit actually dual benefit they're going to buy you some time they're going to enable you to get curious and they're going to remind you of your child's innate goodness so you could say something like oh hang on something's happening here you don't seem yourself 
something's happening here. You don't usually speak to me in that tone of voice. Something mustn't be okay with you. You seem upset. What's happening? You seem frustrated. What's happening? You know, you can be really playful with these and um, it's not like you to speak to me like that. And sometimes when Olivia's being rude um, to me and those words sound really, really forced when I say to her, oh, it's not like you to speak to me like that because I'm thinking you've already spoken to me like that 10 times today. But honestly, the more you can do it, the more you practice it. It just reminds us, uh, reminds us of the innate goodness of our child. Um, it's not like you to speak to me like that. Are you okay? I can see something isn't right. Um, I'm here to support you. You seem really upset. Hang on, what's happening? You don't seem yourself. All of those little phrases are gonna buy you time so you can calm down, then enable you to get curious so your child will hopefully discharge more, download more, release more, um, and uh, and gets your, yeah, gets your child to release more and allows you to get curious and gives you time. So that's why you wanna ask those open questions because that's gonna enable your child to discharge and be calm. If you're asking questions, um, and you're getting curious, you're already putting the pieces together. You're finding out upon each layer what's happening with my child, why why they're really, really upset, what's going on underneath. Um, there's that great uh, image, isn't there, of the anger iceberg, and anger is just the tip of the iceberg, and but all the other emotions are underneath. So there's gonna be all these other things underneath. Um, but if we trust the whole of that giant iceberg is our child's innate goodness, and all of these things are layered on top, um, but if we can trust in our child's innate goodness and just give them time to release what it is um, that needs to that needs to come up, it's all communication. Everything you know, they could be frustrated or bothered about something completely different, but allow them to release what it is that that needs to be that needs to be expressed in that moment. Um, and the last piece is, as we all know, the the moment to discipline. Um, so at the moment to talk and, and discipline is never, ever, ever in the moment when our child's upset. We absolutely want to express when something's hurt our feelings. We absolutely want to express when we don't like the way our child's uh, spoken to us. We want to say what feels good to us. We want to express what feels good in our body and doesn't feel good in our body. But in the moment when our child is being um, rude to us, our child is upset, frustrated, angry, taking things out on us, that's not the time. because we've already lost them. And if we start lecturing and um, criticizing them or uh, pushing them away by closing them down, that's not gonna achieve anything in the longer term. The longer term is we want more connection. Cooperation with our child and collaboration only comes through connection. Connection with us is the most important um, piece in this. The more connected they feel with us, the more they're going to come to us and tell us their feelings. The more safe they're going to feel to discharge these powerful emotions with us, the safer they're going to feel. So when they widen their peer group and there's some potentially some dodgy people um, that uh, some a friend of a friend knows or there's a party and there's going to be alcohol there and that our child, the deeply connected children, are the children that are going to come to us and say, there's this going on and I'm not quite confident, uh, confident about it, I'm not comfortable about it, what should I do? Those are the connections that we want with our children. When they are dysregulated and rude and frustrated with us, 
the more we can stay connected with them. Um, a simple thing is eye contact. When they're being rude to us, we probably want to rage and our eyes are flashing and as, as Asil said, our belly's on fire and my, it's always my jaw that goes really, really tense. But actually, um, sitting down on the floor will lower the emotional temperature. If we're standing up, then we're, we're more likely to shout when we're standing than when we're sitting. Sit down straight away. Maintain that eye contact with our, with our child. Of course, sometimes they're gonna run off and slam the bedroom door and all the pictures are gonna shake. Or is that just in my house? Um, but mainly, we want them to know that we are on their side. Calm, confident leaders. Janet Lansbury talks about this. We want our children to see that we are the calm, confident leaders. And that doesn't mean a robot um, being calm and confident all the time, but that means that our child knowing that um, it is safe for them to express what they need to. Because when they express what they need to, we can then unpick what that really means. And then later on in the day, in the afternoon, when you're reading a book together, you're having a cup of tea together or at bedtime, it's like, oh, you got really upset earlier on, really, really frustrated with uh, you. Um, and then talk it through like you would with another adult, with a, with a friend and say, it didn't feel good in my body when you spoke to me like that. When you used those words, that really hurt me in a really vulnerable way, like you would to a friend, like you would to your partner. Um, not the lecturing, because the lecturing, we all switch off with the lecturing, right? Um, so it's, it's perfectly possible to let our children know how we feel, let them know that we've hurt their feelings, let them know that the words or the language they've used um, is not appropriate and does feel disrespectful and does feel hurtful and is not what you want to hear from them. But this is a long, 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 long term construction. This is the foundation of um, how we're building this beautiful masterpiece of our child, with our child. This is the beginning of the road for them. This is working out um, how we speak to people and how we don't speak to people. This is working out, this is them joining the dots up. If we can have this beautiful conversation of they were really rude to us and then we can unpick all of these pieces this is then the child over time who is going to join up the dots of okay when i'm feeling disconnected that's when i'm rude about supper that's when i can't find anything to wear and i hate all my clothes and i decide that i hate our house and i want to go and live somewhere else these are the things over time that join the dots up there isn't a, a magic cure for our child or for us. It's really this day-to-day -day work with our child of building that connection, building that connection. We express when we've been hurt, we express when we don't like their language, but the main, the main work in this is for them to know that we are on their side 100% and we are right next to them in um, these moments and the older the child gets, like a teenager, the older the child gets, the more you go into these deep conversations of, where did you go today? I saw, you know, with from Harry and Olivia when they're three years old and they've had a dysregulation, you know, a meltdown or a tantrum to use less respectful language, um, then then you unpick it and say, you, I saw what was happening on the outside of your body. You seemed really frustrated. What was happening inside? Where did you go? What happened for you? And usually it'll be something like, oh, I just, I don't know, I, 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 I just didn't want pasta for lunch, you know. It will be something like that. But the child has been able to release what they need to. And again, they're joining these dots up. 
I reacted like that. That's how I felt in my body because I was so frustrated about that. And over time, this is building emotional intelligence. Um, this is opening rather than closing. Think about inviting their child more into deeper connection with themselves, inviting your child more into being connected with their body and how they're feeling and how they're responding and then how other people around them respond. They're learning that it's not nice to speak to people in that way. They know that. And also an, another really important piece, oh my goodness, this is almost half an hour. Um, uh, another really important piece is children don't want to behave badly. They want to behave well because their very uh, existence depends on their connection with us. There's an amazing book called Why Love Matters. And I highly, highly recommend it. Um, and it's all about how um, our connection with our child is the most important. It is what it is the most primal need. Our child needs to feel connected to us, and all connection, uh, all cooperation and collaboration comes through that first, those first connections and those attachments. When children feel good, um, they will do good. When children feel better, they will do better. So, our work is to help them feel. Um, all their, their feeling, the roller coaster of their emotions, and remain in that fire with them and then guide them. Don't try and guide them when they're in the fire, when they're already gone, when they're in their amygdala, when they're shouting and screaming and being rude and disrespectful. Um, they know when they're being rude. We don't need to give them a lecture in the moment, but later when we're calm, we're in a loving moment, we can talk about it. So, what have we done? We have set our intention for the live. We've breathed into what it feels like when our child is rude to us. Feel that in our belly. Uh, Isil had a great one in our belly. I said for me, it's my jaw. So breathe into what it feels like when our child is rude. Where is it in your body and what does it feel like? And our last piece of embodiment practice this evening is we've said all the things we can do uh, where uh, where our child goes why our child is so rude to us um how do we draw the line between disrespect and um healthy self-expression and how do i stay calm and at the end of this journey we've been on this evening what i'd like you to uh, what i'd like to invite you into is now visualizing your reaction so your child you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and within half an hour your child is probably going to be rude to you so i want you now to take a moment to inhale and visualize how are you going to respond how are you going to firstly come into your body and notice how you're feeling awareness is the first step in anything notice how you are feeling in those in that moment when they're rude to you when you feel disrespected where is that feeling in your body? And visualize how you're gonna be responding. Visualize yourself as that calm, confident leader. Visualize yourself. Play, do a little role play, a little script in your head. Practice a couple of those phrases. Hang on, it seems like you're not okay. It seems like you're frustrated. It's not like you just speak to me like that. What's going on for you? Practice a couple of those in your head. Visualize how that's gonna play out and how you're gonna support your child. Um, you know that you've got this and when you know that you've got this they will know that you have got them and that's all they need to know that you are side by side with them leading them guiding them into the world that is um, 
our role as parents to be side to side by side with our children not the old hierarchical structure of um disciplinarian and subordinate now what we're seeing with this new paradigm of parenting is side by side and that's the most important um relationship we can have with them visualize you know your hand in theirs you know whether they're two or 12 or 18 just holding your child's hand in those moments when they need a little bit of support um and that visualization then you can take before you go to sleep this evening just visualize how you're going to be in those moments tomorrow um that calm confident leader you've got this you've got them and i've got you carry on um, sending in your questions for Top Tip Tuesday for these masterclasses. I've been asked to talk about uh, babies, little babies. I've been asked to talk about uh, responsibility. I've been asked to talk about resilience in um, children, young children, elementary age children. Lots of questions about elementary age children, which is great because that's my world with Olivia and Harry will be coming into this world next year. Um, more than anything a deep deep connection with our child with our children um in our classroom um in our homes in our care is the most important factor in our relationship with them in uh their responses to life um life's ups and downs life's roller coaster our connection with them is such a powerful indicator of um, how they're going to be able to handle themselves and handle the natural ups and downs of life. So keep that connection sacred. Um, that is the main, main piece, trusting your child's innate goodness. If you haven't done so already, I'd like to remind you to buy my book, The Montessori Mission, which is available on Amazon. You can order it on Amazon.com if you are in anywhere other than the UK. In the UK, you can order it from Amazon.uk. Anywhere else in the world, you can order it from Amazon.com. Um, it is available here in paperback and it is available uh, on Kindle as well. Um, I oh thanks Red <laughs> Red sent a loving message thank you you're a great teacher great mentor and great mother thank you Red thank you for all your help with my book cover Red um, thank you so much for joining me if you have any questions or any topics for our Top Tip Tuesday masterclass please send them in I look forward to seeing you all next week and I uh, in the next couple of weeks I'm going to be talking about my new mentoring program which will be starting from January 2023 I'm going to be putting it together in the next couple of months and this is really exciting this is going to be a really uh, a deep dive into Montessori into embodiment and into um, parenting all at once and a spirituality so there are lots of different pieces that come in um, thanks Cecile thank you and there are lots of pieces that, that are come in in the mentoring program this is going to be really really important this mentoring program for those of us who are seeking to shift those generational patterns those who are aware 
of our childhood wounds and maybe how we want to parent in a different way to our parents did even though they did the best they could who have read a bit of the neuroscience and know that we want to do things differently and we want to contribute to making a more peaceful and harmonious world but our triggers keep coming up in the way so our this mentoring program I'm going to start in January that is going to be for you this is a way of um, that we can change the course of our parenting this is a way that we can feel deeply into hi Sophie um, this is the way we can feel deeply into our ourselves in our parenting and have that as part of it's almost like a spiritual practice when we become so deeply connected with ourselves and our reactions that we are projecting onto our children less and less um, so that's going to be the embodiment piece there's going to be lots of Montessori and all the neuroscience that you know I love all that geeky stuff um, yeah I can't wait. Let me know when you like more information about the mentoring program. I'm going to be drip feeding bits and pieces in the next couple of weeks and I'll open registration for that probably in November. Um, thank you so much for joining me. This has been over 30 minutes, but next week I'll try and stick to my 30 minute masterclass. Thank you so much all of you for joining me and I will see you uh, next week. Same time, same place, 8.30 uh, Dubai, 8.30 p.m. Dubai time for Top Tip Tuesday. Thanks so much. Take care.